I just wanted to make sure that folks were aware of what happened in Rochester um, this week. Um, Rochester officers suspended after pepper spraying a nine-year-old child in Rochester, New York. And um, I just wanted to come on live to make sure that people are aware of this and that this is the kind of violence that's happening. And of course, you know, we're not that surprised that the police had the audacity to pepper a nine-year-old girl um, who was having some allegedly wanted to harm herself or her parents. Um, yet there's a graphic video that was released, of course, following the death of Daniel Prude in Rochester, New York, after Rochester police there, and while he was having a mental health crisis, put a, a, a hood over his head that ultimately led to his suffocation and death. Um, and then they tried to lie and say that it was a drug overdose that killed him. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that this is not missed, that the Rochester Police Department having the audacity to on camera pepper spray a nine-year-old is a reminder of how problematic policing itself is. It's a reminder that the calls to defund the police that were you know, echoing across the country last year were absolutely necessary. The police should not be responding to nine-year-olds having whatever issues that they are. Like there can be legitimate issues that a nine-year-old could be experiencing with her family and nothing could warrant the, the macing of this child. And it wasn't just that they maced her. They traumatized this child. They put her in a backseat of a police car. They handcuffed her. They laid her face first on the ground to handcuff her. She screamed for her dad screamed at the top of her lungs for her dad. And as you can see here on the screen, I have the front page of the New York Times, um, of a New York Times article, just describing this written by Nicole Hong. And, you know, honestly, I, I think that the only way that we're gonna be able to address this kind of issue in this country, because remember, this is about white supremacy. This is about anti-black racism. This is about institutional oppression. And it's also about a culture that it allows for this kind of thing to happen. And honestly, I, I am not the one that can say how the culture itself has to be uprooted and, 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 and changed because I'm not interested in trying to convince people that I'm a human being. I'm not interested in trying to convince people that they should not mace or pepper spray or abuse children. I'm not here to convince you that police is necessary, or that policing is necessary. What I'm here to remind folks is that the only way that we're gonna be able to move away from this problematic structures in our society that ultimately lead to the death of black people, including black children, like this young woman that could have been killed today or two days ago whenever she was maced by the police in Rochester, New York, by police officers. It, I mean, it's, it really is obscene. Uh, but we should be alarmed. And I think that the only way that we're going to be able to move forward genuinely is if we are willing and able to build political power, to build institutional power that can be used in the defense of Black people in the defense of working people, in defense of poor people, um, the police as an institution by the very nature of its structures, by its very history in this country, remember deeply connected to the slave patrols, deeply connected to white people being contracted by slave owners or by slave holders um, to go out into the world, into this land that was stolen from indigenous people to capture enslaved African people and return them to captivity, which is to return them to be raped. 
It is to return them to be maimed. It is to return them to unimaginable trauma. It's to return them to have their families obliterated, annihilated, to have their identities, their cultures, their religions crushed. The police ultimately, policing as a practice in this country comes from that history. And we see right now how it shows up in this very moment where we have a nine-year-old being maced by the police in Rochester on camera, showing us that cameras alone will not solve this issue. And, you know, I, I really wanted to get on live also because there's this, there's this emphasis right now on the left, it seems, to be very concerned about our organizations and to be critical of organizations engaged in politics. I don't believe from that electoral politics in our very complex and complicated democratic experiment in this country, that no one believes that that is the only avenue. Electoral politics is simply one option that we have in to be engaged in transforming society. You know, there are many dimensions, many layers to what needs to happen. And uh, what, what, what is clear to me is that everything that we've ever had good that happened for Black people in this country, anything that ever happened that's good for oppressed peoples, for working people, for poor people in this country, was the direct result of intense organizing, of movement building, and absolutely there were organizations that were holding this center, holding this stuff together. So with that said, I'm calling folks here, if you watch this video, to join an organization. And you know, right now, I really want to uplift um, the movement for Black, Black Lives that has this omnibus bill package called the Breathe Act. If you Google that, breatheact.org or .com, you'll be able to find what that legislation is, and it really addresses the issue of police violence against Black people, but also comprehensively. And um, you know, I'm a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. I do think it's important for us to be a part of that institution that now has over 90,000 dues paying members across the United States of America. And we need more black and brown folks in our organization. And um, if you have questions, you know, look to me because at the end of the day, we can only build power to address these issues because the fact that a nine-year-old black child can be maced in the backseat of a car by police officers, broad daylight, with, with with camera monitoring, the only way that we're gonna be able to respond to that is if we have the kind of power that, it, that, that we need to be able to challenge police unions. Because if you read the article that I have listed here in the New York Times, you'll, you'll learn that the police, uh, they were immediately suspended for their actions, their violence of traumatizing a nine-year-old, handcuffing her, putting her on the ground, face first on the ground, um, putting her in the backseat of a car and then having the audacity to mace her while she's screaming for her father many, many times, saying to them that she has a has a hurt arm, that they're putting her arm behind her, but her arm is injured. She's trying to tell them this. They're not listening. They're not de-escalating. They're arresting, abusing, assaulting a nine-year-old. That's where we are right now in this country. A nine-year-old can be maced. No one's children, in particular black children, in particular black children that are women or that are feminine, that are young girls, are not safe in this country, even with the police. So um, I'm saying all of this to say that it is absolutely critical that we remain outraged by this kind of behavior, that we don't let it slip by, but we can't just be outraged. We can't just talk shit. 
We have to organize. We have to build power. That means we have to join organizations and make sure that those organizations have an agenda since the most people in society. Right now, that's children, black trans people. That's incredibly poor people. That's people experiencing homelessness. 500,000 people across the country right now experiencing homelessness. Where are they? In a snowstorm on the East Coast, we have a snowstorm. Where are these folks going to? At least in New York City, we have a robust shelter system, but that's not sufficient. That is not housing. So I think that it is important that when you're outraged, outraged by these moments, that you do something, move yourself to action, join an organization. You can join Democratic Socialists of America, join that organization. You can join the Movement for Black Lives, which is 200 plus black led organizations. You can just Google that. You can find the organizations that are closest to you that fit your interests. Join those organizations. Do the work of building political power so that we can defend ourselves because we cannot take guns to the police. We cannot take guns to the military. We can only respond through democratic processes, through nonviolent processes. And I believe that we have to build organizations. We have to maintain our organizations. We have to do deep political education so that we can get to ultimately the work of getting ourselves free.